Ring of Fire presents Welcome aboard! It's time to raise anchor as we sail across the seven seas with me, the master of mythship himself, the captivating Captain Thurl, debonair and pirate extraordinaire, collecting ancient legends filled with wonder and adventure on the ship of myths. Temple of the Tikbalang. Careful with that horse, Jimmy. We're supposed to smuggle it whole to the next port, remember? Arr. Arr. Now look what you've done, Jimmy. If being kicked by the horse was not enough, didn't you have to crash into the basket of apples? Arr. I agree, Jimmy. Looking at its temper, it seems to be more tikbalang than a mere horse. Arr. What is a tikbalang, you ask? Well, it is a majestic creature, no doubt. Half human and half horse. But to find one, you would have to go deep into the jungle. Care to join me? We start our story in Banaue, a village in the Ifagao region of Philippines. The small village was set in a stunning location, surrounded by tall, craggy mountains on all sides. However, this location was both a boon as well as a curse. Because of the mountainous terrain, there was no flat land for the villagers to sow their paddy crop. Hence, they were dependent upon imported rice from distant towns and cities at exorbitant prices. And the next installment of the rice supply was supposed to happen on that very day. But there was a festive atmosphere in the village that day for another very special reason. The village chief, Ramil, was getting married. Ramil was a middle-aged man with a royal face and bearing, and everyone in the village respected him for his wisdom and bravery. But at this moment, he was just looking at the dancing men and women in the village square. One man amongst them was dancing the hardest and looked the happiest. Dhanashri, hold your horses. Don't tire yourself out so many hours before the wedding. <laughs> Don't worry, Chief Ramil. I will dance the entire day. <sighs> Actually, the entire week. It is your wedding, and even if I die, my feet will still be dancing in happiness. <laughs> oh, don't say such things even in jest, Anashri. You are like a son to me. How is this possible? The sun is shining brightly in the sky. There is not even a cloud in the sky, and yet... I've never seen such a downpour in my entire life. Do you think this is an omen from the gods, Tanashri? Ah, stop with this nonsense, Chief Ramil. Today is the luckiest day for our village. You are finally getting married! Unfortunately, Tanashri's optimism was misplaced. The unseasonal torrential rain flooded not just the village, but caused a massive landslide in the mountains. As a result, the small path to the village from the town was totally blocked. The flood has washed away all our store of rice, and the road to town is blocked by a landslide. Our village has no food grains left except for our own emergency stores and our homes. Oh, no. What will we do now, Chief Ramil? 
Chief Ramil was lost in thought for a long time, then raised his head and spoke with hesitation. I have heard that deep in the forest, inside an ancient horse temple, there is a magical sword at the altar, the Kuko Kampilan. It is said that this Kampilan can cut through anything, even rocks. If we could get this sword, we could clear the path to the town within no time and save our village. But Chief Ramil, it is said that the forest is guarded by a Tikbalang. No one who has gone into that forest has ever been seen again. No matter. I am willing to risk anything for the sake of my people, even my life. But this was not acceptable to the chief's foster son, Tanashri, who immediately stood up resolutely. No, Chief Ramil. I cannot allow you to risk your life while I am still breathing. I will go and get the Kuko Kampilan back, or die trying. To this, I swear in front of the entire village. But Tanashri, it is too dangerous. No, Chief Ramil. I have listened to you my entire life. Today, let me pay my debt to you and this village. Hmm. I will not stop you. Go and make me proud. And so, for the sake of his village and the man he looked upon as his father, young Tanashri embarked on this dangerous journey into the heart of a jungle inhabited by a Tikbala. The climb up the steep, slippery mountain was tough and scary, but Tanashri's determination helped him reach the top in a few hours with just minor scrapes and bruises. And soon, he was looking at the entrance of an ancient temple. Finally, I found the horse temple. It is so old and seems to be in ruins. And yet, I've never seen anything like this in my life. Tanashri entered the temple and started exploring. For an old temple, it was still remarkably well-preserved on the inside. What magnificent statues and engravings of horses on the walls. But I must get the sword and return quickly to save my village. Chief Ramil will be waiting for me. Tanashri could see a streak of sunlight in a chamber in the center of the temple. Without further ado, he rushed towards it. He reached a huge prayer chamber and stood transfixed almost as still as one of the horse statues in the temple. The Kuko Kampilan! Tanashri was looking at a stone altar in the middle of the chamber, on which was resting a huge gleaming sword. The sword was brightly lit up by sunlight, streaming through a giant hole in the ceiling of the temple, right above the altar. This is unbelievable! Mouth still wide open with awe, Tanashri slowly stepped up the small stairs leading up to the altar. But suddenly, strong vines crept up along the stairs and tied up Tanashri's legs like ropes so that he was rooted to the spot, unable to move at all. Uh, What magic is this? I must find a way to escape these vines before they cover me completely! Tanashri started hacking desperately at the vines with his sword, but the vines were too tough to cut through. Within seconds, the sword shattered into pieces as if it were made of ordinary glass. As the young hero thrashed around hard in desperation, the vine started encircling him even faster. And as he saw this, he found its weakness. If I stay calm, uh, then maybe the vines will sense that I do not fear them uh, or intend to harm them. Having decided upon his strategy, 
Dhanashri went completely still and closed his eyes. He emptied his mind and found his center. Yes, the plan is working. The vines are becoming softer, and now they are retreating. Free from the vines now, Dhanashri walked up the remaining steps and approached the glittering Kampilan. As instructed by Chief Ramil, Tanashri now folded his hands in reverence, bowed before the sword, and then picked it up with both hands and raised it up towards the light coming in from the hole in the ceiling. Well, that was easy. But just as Tanashri lifted the sword from the altar, he heard the rapid clattering of hooves echoing through the chamber. And before Tanashri could identify the source of the deafening sound, something big and heavy charged at him with great force. <laughs> Tanashri was knocked off the altar and went tumbling into some old clay pots. The Kuko Kampilan went flying out of his hand. Tanashri looked up and his face went white with shock and terror. For standing before him was a creature so monstrous that just the sight of it was enough to chill the blood in one's veins. Oh, who are you? I am Kidlat, a Tikbalang protector of the Kuko Kampilan. A Tikbalang? The Tikbalang was indeed a sight to terrify the bravest of souls. He stood more than 10 feet tall, all muscle and bones. The creature's head was like that of a horse, while its muscular body was like that of a human. He had really long legs, the lower part of which was like that of a horse's legs, and in place of feet, he had large hooves, just like a horse. You tried to steal the Kuko Kampilan. For this, you shall suffer. Wait, wait! I, I can explain! But the Tikbalang was in no mood to listen to any explanations. With a huge leap, it almost flew towards Tanashri, but Tanashri jumped out of its way. The Tikbalang was using its long limbs to kick repeatedly at Tanashri, who was jumping, rolling, sliding, and barely managing to survive being trampled by the huge hooves of the creature. I will not be able to avoid these long legs for too long. Must think of some way to bring this monster down. Wait, long legs, that's it? And now, Tanashri waited for just the right moment, and then, as the Tikbalang spread its long legs to pounce once again upon him, Tanashri rolled towards the creature instead of away from it. What? Tanashri rolled through the huge gap between the Tikbalang's legs and reached behind him, and then lifted the Kuku Kampilan off the floor. Tanashri stood up in one movement and kicked the Tikbalang from behind. Ah! And then Tanashri placed the sword on the thick neck of the Tikbalang, as if daring it to move. But the Tikbalang was staring at Tanashri with defiance. Go ahead, do it. This is what you wanted the Kampilan for, isn't it? So what are you waiting for? Just kill me. Kill you? Why would I want to do that? I just wanted the sword to save my village. They all say that at first. They go on about their noble intentions, but then the power goes to their heads and all they want to do is reap destruction upon the world. The Tikbalang's words shook Tanashri up. He lowered the sword from the Tikbalang's neck. I promise not to harm you, O Tikbalang. Please, rise up and tell me why you attacked me without reason. 
The Tikbalan too seemed surprised by Tanashwi's words and actions. It got up and started speaking. My name is Kidlat, and I am the last guardian of the Kuko Kampilan. The last guardian? Yes, the last one left alive. All the other guardians are gone. But who would be powerful enough to slay a creature as mighty as you? We were betrayed by one of our own, an evil Tikbalan called Dakila. He has been trying to get his hands on the Kuko Kampilan so that he can use it to rule the land, just like you. No, 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 no. You are mistaken, O oh Great Kidlat. I do not wish to keep the Kampilan for myself. Then, what do you need such a powerful sword for if you are not hungry for power? I need it to save my village. Tanashri then narrated his story to Kidlat, who kept nodding his horse head as he understood the situation. Once Tanashri's tale ended, Kidlat bowed his huge head in apology. I apologize for my hastiness, Tanashri. I misjudged you. Our legends talk of a noble warrior who would be worthy enough to wield this legendary sword, and I believe that I am now standing in the presence of that hero. So saying, Kidlat led Tanashri out of the jungle, out in the open, where the sun was just about to set. Now hurry, before it gets too dark to cross the forest. Tanashri turned to leave, and froze with shock at the sight before him, for standing there was Chief Ramil, with a gentle and relieved smile on his face. Chief Ramil, what are you doing here? I'm sorry, Tanashri. I know I promised you that I would not come here. But when you got so late, my uh, concern for your well-being dragged me here. <laughs> Look! With your blessings, I have obtained the Kuko Kambilan. Take it and let us save our village. Hitlat had been staring non-stop at the chief with a grim look on his face. Somehow, Ramil's face seemed strangely familiar to Kidlat. And then, he yelled out a warning. Tanashri, no! But it was too late. As soon as Tanashri handed over the Kampilan to Chief Ramil, there was an ominous burst of thunder and lightning. As Tanashri looked on in horror, the gentle, loving Chief Ramil's body started transforming. He grew to over ten feet tall, and his head and legs changed into those of a horse. <laughs> now a malicious-looking Tikbalang was standing there instead of the chief. Its blood-red eyes dripping with evil. What is happening? Who are you? And what have you done with our chief Ramil? <laughs> <laughs> you fool! I am Chief Ramil! Though your new friend Kidlat might know me better as the Tila! <laughs> I will not spare you! Kidlat took a huge leap towards Dakila, <laughs> aiming his hoofs at Dakila's chest. But armed with the Kuko Kampilan, Dakila aimed the sword at Kidlat and blew him away with a bolt of lightning. Kidlat! Danashwi rushed to the fallen Kidlat. The noble Tikbalang tried to stand, but toppled over. Why did you betray all of us? Betray me! You always said that I was like your own son. <laughs> 
pathetic fool. It was all a game, a part of my plan to get the Campilan, and you were my pawn. But why me? Because the Campilan can only be taken out of the temple by someone pure of heart who wishes to use it for the good of others. Do you have any idea how many guardians I had to go through before I learned that? You traitor, you will never win. But you see, my dear kid lad, I have already won. I took in this simple-minded fool and trained him and groomed him and planned a fake wedding for this very day. How is your wedding connected to this plan? Because when a Tikbalan gets married, it rains without a single cloud in the sky. Dagila used that rain to create that landslide, and you became the unwitting pawn in his evil plan, Tanashri. What? Why don't you take care of your new friend, Tanashri, while I go and conquer the world with this wonderful little sword? <laughs> As Dakila turned to walk away, Tanashri's shock turned into righteous anger. Stop! Dakila stopped and turned slowly to face Tanashri. I challenge you to a duel to the death if you have any honor left in your soul. You will accept. A duel? Interesting. You seem to have forgotten, young Tanashri, that I now have the Kuko Kampilan with me. The mighty Dakila needs a magic sword. To beat a weaponless whelp like me, Kitlad, <laughs> are all Tigbalang so dishonorable? Silence! I do not need any weapons to crush you, Danashri! Dakila tied the Koko Kampilan to his waist and took a giant leap at Tanashri, hitting him on the shoulder with his powerful hooves. With a loud cry, Tanashri went flying back and crashed against a tree. This is going to be fun. Be careful what you wish for, Tanashri. <laughs> Tanashri tried all the moves he had learned from Chief Ramil. However, the Tikbalang's long legs and strong hooves made a mockery of all his brave efforts. Dakila was just toying with Tanashri, kicking him from one end of the temple to the other. Dakila was ruthless. Finally, as a battered Tanashri tried to raise his fists once again, Dakila picked him up in his muscular arms and raised Tanashri high in the air above his head. And then Dakila threw Tanashri towards the temple wall like a rag doll. Landing next to Kidlat, the fallen guardian of the horse temple. Tanashri, my friend, get up. Fight, my friend, fight. No, cannot fight. I'm sorry, my friend. Dakila is... Just uh, too strong. I give up. No, a hero never gives up, Danashri. You are the true bearer of the Kuko Kampilan. You must not give up, no matter the cost. I will not fail my village. Yes, you will fight, and you will win. But how? Dakila is so big and strong. You will win. Because I will now reveal to you the secret that no creature 
other than a Tikbalang is aware of. The secret to defeating a Tikbalang and gaining control over it. Every Tikbalang has three spikes on its spine. If you can get on the Tikbalang's back and grab one of those spikes, you can make it do whatever you want. But how do I get on its back? Using a special rope made from the mane of another Tikbalang. No. No, never. I can... I can never take your mane, Kitlat. You will lose all your powers. But it will help you take away Dakila's evil powers, my friend. And that is the only thing that is important right now. You know I am right. Just do it. Please. And thus, Kitlat willingly sacrificed his own mane to Tanashri. Dakila saw the rope made with Kitlat's mane and knew it was in trouble. But before it could react, Tanashri quickly jumped onto Dakila's back and slipped the rope around its neck. I did it! Well done, my friend. <laughs> no! Dakila roared in frustration. He immediately started bucking heavily, trying to throw Tanashri off his back. But Tanashri was holding on dearly to the magical rope, which Dakila could not take off or cut through. <sighs> you may have won this round, Tanashri, but let us see if you can handle my next move. With this, Dakila flew high into the air, hundreds of meters above the ground. Tanashri looked down and felt his head spin. It's so beautiful up here, isn't it, Tanashri? What? Don't tell me you can't handle this height. Then how are you going to react when I start doing this? Dakila now started thrashing wildly in the air. Tanashri almost slipped off but just about managed to hold on to the rope. I will not let go at any cost. Need to reach for those three spikes. No! <laughs> Got it! Finally, Tanashri was able to locate the spikes. He latched onto one of them with both hands and pulled at it with all his might. <laughs> However, he was weakened by the fight and no longer had the strength to pull the spike out. Tanashri let out a loud cry of frustration as Dakila realized that he was safe. <laughs> Not as easy as it sounded when Kidlat was talking about it. Hey, Tanashri, let us see if some water can help you regain your strength. <laughs> Saying this, Dakila dove straight into a deep mountain lake. As they entered the water, Tanashri found himself unable to breathe. His grip weakened, and he was now on the verge of losing consciousness. Tanashri suddenly noticed the Kampilan tied around Dakila's waist. With the last ounce of his strength, Tanashri took out the Kampilan and used the magical sword to sever one of Dakila's spikes. With his newfound control, Tanashri commanded Dakila to take him out of the water. And despite his unwillingness, Dakila was forced to fly Tanashri out of the lake to safety. Where Tanashri took in huge, desperate gulps of fresh air and revived himself. <gasps> Tanashri returned to the temple, riding triumphantly on a sullen-looking Dakila's back. And then, with Tanashri's help, 
Kid Lud hobbled one last time into the temple. With a screaming Dakila in front of them, upon Kidlat's instructions, Tanashri forced Dakila to sit on the altar on which the sword had been kept, and then, using the sword, drew a circle around the struggling Dakila. Now, Tanashri, use the sword and draw a circle around Dakila. No power in the world can free Dakila from this prison. Thank you, my friend. Tanashri lifted Kidlat on his back and with the magical Kuko Kampilan in his hands made his way back to the village where they unanimously elected him as their new chief. Under Kidlat's guidance, Chief Tanashri first used the Kampilan to clear the path to the village. Tanashri then used the power of the sword to cut terraces into the side of the mountain. Now the villagers could sow paddy and grow their own rice. You can still see these rice terraces in Benari. They're called the Eighth Wonder of the World. They stand proud, majestic, a testimony to the bravery of a young man and his Tikbalang companion. So you see, Jimmy, that's why I'm offering our best apples to this noble creature. Arr. Now, why did you have to slap the noble horse's rear, you fool? I told you not to horse around. <laughs> Thank you for joining us on the Ship of Myths, a Ring of Fire production. If you like our show, please leave us a review. It really adds wind to our sails. Check us out on TikTok. Twitter and Instagram as well at ROF Stories. The Ship of Myths is crewed by executive producer Anand Roy, writer-producer Niha Sakib, script by Anurag Bakshi, sound design by Sara DeCosta, Vishal Pradhan, Nimesh Shinde, sound mixing by Hot Sauce Productions, casting and voice direction by Ramesh Panika. The amazing cast of voice actors includes Edward Choi, Ramesh Panika and Shrey Bhagav with Ramesh Panika as Captain Tarok.